mistake. We are live in our Alzheimer's and dementia support group. Uh, again, I am back, but uh, with another, with different uh, person. And uh, uh, I'm again with uh, Lorena Hawkins. She is an occupational therapist who actually happens to love to travel. She can't travel right now, right? <laughs> and hang no, out with the and the dog. Tell, I'm <laughs> in my full-time RV. Oh, you are? Full-time oh, RV here. Oh, gosh, that's yeah. amazing. Well, anyway, uh, Lorena is actually uh, the owner and the founder of Grace Harbor Therapists, wherein uh, she provides uh, uh, Part B services, mobile Part B services, obviously with her mm -hmm. RV there, and also the author, the author of the Advocating for Seniors uh, Hospital book that is available in Amazon. So uh, let me just stop my share real quick. And then uh, she's just here to uh, share uh, some tips for us again on how to take care of your uh, patient that or loved ones that has dementia. And then just basically learning how to be an awesome caregiver and just taking care of your loved ones that, you know, uh, talk about her book too and how to be uh, an advocate for seniors. So again, Lorena, tell us where you're from, what do you do, and uh, uh, some tips for us today on how to be. So, an hi, awesome my name is Lorena Hawkins. I am a doctor of occupational therapy and uh, an older an older doctor in occupational therapy. It's a late in life career for me, so I've done it all. Been there before I got into OT. Um, so, by profession. I love to work with physical disabilities and with the geriatrics population. Um, and I work a lot with dementia. I work a lot in skilled nursing facility. And I decided that there was a way that we could support people once home health left before they had another acute event. And that's where the beautiful MedB clinic comes into, right? Home health pulls out. They usually decline till another acute event. But as a MedB, I can come in and hopefully push out that decline a bit. So that's kind of what I do on an everyday basis. But one of the things I love about OT is we are strong advocates. We teach people, we teach patients to advocate for themselves. We teach caregivers to advocate for their loved ones. And it is a, we're really into social justice and advocacy. So personally, I have live the life of that cycle that you end up where it goes. I have a weird shadow. I got to go shut my door. She got to shut her door. <laughs> I gotta she shut lives in an door. RV. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, anyway, while she's shutting her dog door, dog that door there, please comment live. If you're watching live and if you're watching on the replay, please comment replay. I there. see Bobby Sue Bryant, Melissa Strout. What's going on, Melissa? She went live the other day. So uh, thank you for inspiring us to be awesome, Miss Melissa Strout. So, well, she's back. back. <laughs> Lorena's back. So, uh, Lorena, that was a weird uh, what happened there? there? The dog thought it was going to come and go at will, but it's not now. But um, <laughs> so anyway, so my stepfather had a stroke, started this cycle of, being home, having an acute event, going to the hospital, going to the rehab center, coming home, having an acute event, going to the hospital, going to rehab. And through that, I have learned that it takes a special set of skills and knowledge and verbiage to understand what is going on with that. And so that's where the book 
Advocating for Seniors Hospital came out of. In it, I give a lot of tips on how to slow down the discharge planning, how to um, dispute the discharge, how to ask, so my loved one's admitted? What does that mean? If you go to the nurse, they'll say, yeah, they're admitted. But when you say, well, are they, are they admitted under observation or admit under inpatient? inpatient? Because if they're not inpatient, they don't get their three midnight stay, which qualifies them for skilled nursing rehab setting. Mm. So quite frequently, the doctors will admit them under observation and you won't know it until you go to discharge and say, yeah, but he needs to go to skilled nursing because he needs to be better functionally. And they'll say, well, he hasn't had a qualifying stay. So I learned a lot about how to fight for that. And that's what the book's about. The book is all about how to fight for that or or how to fight for somebody who has chronic COPD and they go to the ER and the ER says, we're not going to admit because there's nothing that we're doing for them here that you can't do for them at home. So it's, it's considered an acute on chronic event. And if you don't know to watch what they're doing and catch them slipping an IV in because he's having a breathing treatment or a a breathing episode so bad that they can only stop it with an IV. If you don't know to go to the nurse's station, go, wait, you just did something that I can't do at home to save his life. Then you'll not get him admitted, which is what happened to a friend of mine. She called me and she was, oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, go to the nurse's station. They admitted him directly to the ICU. Had she not caught that, they would have sent him home. You know what? That is so true. And uh, it happens all the time for, especially here in the United States, uh, for those people who are watching, we, uh, I know we're talking about part A, part B, inpatient observation. So this is specifically for the United States uh, Medicare system, uh, wherein the patient is being admitted. When we say admission here in the States or in the United States, uh, there are two qualifications. First is the observation where the patient is being observed, but they are not literally admitted as an inpatient. So when in the Medicare world, in the Medicare or the insurance system here, in order for you to qualify for those other services that you go to, for example, uh, you want to go skilled nursing or the nursing home, you need to have a three-day qualifying inpatient stay. You know, and also it depends upon your diagnosis. And most of the time, because the hospital wants to save money, they want to just put the patient in observation and discharge them the following day. So, I mean, there are patients who really just qualifies for observation because it's a simple, uh, uh, quick treatment over the overnight treatment. But of course, most of the time are dementia patients, so patients who has dementia. There's an underlying reason why they are going to the hospital. It could be UTI. It could be urinary tract infection. It could be dehydration. It could be a small stroke. We don't know. That's the reason why they need to stay at least three days of inpatient so they could first qualify for those services and second, to really identify what's making this patient really sick. Am I making sense there, (laughs) Dr. Lorena? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Much better than I am. And that that is what is the book all about. I'm running out of English. It's way past my English time. That is what (laughs) the book is all about. It is. Learning how to work around with the system. And then that way you could, you you know, you know, because this is not just a, uh, a a single 
episode of going to the doctor and then you're done. When you have an Alzheimer's or dementia patient, the cycle is there. Just like what Dr. Lorena said, the cycle is there. You know, one day that is okay. The following month, he's going back to the hospital. And I see it all the time with my patients. I see it all the time, again and again. It's just the cycle. And then they're just being admitted for observation because the doctor, they, oh, he's been here last month. Uh, he's good. But there's a reason why the patient or your loved one is going back to the hospital or getting sick. And they need to really dig in and you need to advocate. That's the reason why that's the title of her book. You need to advocate for your loved one's health. And, 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 and let's face it, uh, the hospital or whatever facility it is, they are doing the observation stuff because they also need to rotate and, and uh, get more patients in or, or whatever. I don't know the reason why, uh, insurance-wise or money-wise. So um, a lot of the reason why is is because they get in trouble if patients leave and come back within 30 days if they've been admitted. And so they're trying to avoid that penalty for having a patient come to come back too quickly because Medicare looks at it as, well, you didn't take care of the problem. Why are they back in 30 days? So if they admit them under observation, they don't get that penalty for, for having admitted a patient and then him go home and come back. Or if they were under as an inpatient the first time and they come back the second time within 30 days, they're not as apt to admit them the second time in 30 days. So they don't get that penalty. Thank you for pointing it out. At least it didn't come from me <laughs> because I still work for them. <laughs> still I work know. for the system. I know. I <laughs> so know. thank you. For... I get to argue the system. Uh huh. Thank you for pointing that out, Dr. Lorena, because it's that's the reason there. You know, that's the reason there. They get pen. They have. They get penalized if they readmit them. Not really. I mean, not penalized. They 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 get blamed or whatever you call that. Right for uh, readmitting them because why are, why is that patient being readmitted again uh, within that certain number of days? Why did you discharge the patient? And it's not the hospital's fault. It's just the system. Right. You know, it's just the well, system. So, yeah. And it's not the hospital's fault. It's not. One of the part of the problems is there's a disconnect between expectations and the doctor when they go to discharge, they're saying, okay, I'm discharging the patient because he's going to be medically stable in whichever set setting I discharge him to. So the doctors say medical stable discharge. Families, we look at it as saying functional. I need my dad or my mom to be at the same functional level they were about a month before they came in because it takes about a month of a decline before they end up in the hospital. And that's why that prior, knowing what that prior level of function was for your loved one, a month, month and a half before they went to the hospital, makes it a lot easier to talk about discharge planning. I need them to function at this level before they come home. And so that's part of the disconnect is the doctor saying medically stable if I send them home and the families are going, I need a functional level before they come home. And that's part of the problem, that disconnect there. That is so true. Same thing with therapy. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that too. And, and when we discharge a patient, especially in home health, when we discharge the patient, and if the patient doesn't have a wellness period, 
like a 90 day yeah. wellness period, you know, uh, you get penalized if the patient gets sick again, but it's not your, it's not my fault. If we've discharged the patient and fail, the patient fail because I'm not there 24 seven, you know, the, the patient falls and within that 90 day period and we're, we're back again, we get penalized for that. So, uh, it's just the system, but uh, thank you for pointing it out. And then thank you for writing that book because we really need to navigate. You know, we need a guide. We need a, 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 a blueprint for it on how to navigate well, that system there. So Yeah, because as the caregivers for a loved one in that system, we really need to know how to negotiate. I'm going to give you a scenario with my stepfather that happened. Um, he, had, he fell and broke his hip, and he went to the hospital, and they did surgery. While he was in surgery, he had a complication with the surgery, and he ended up with a mucus plug. And it was the type of mucus plug that they couldn't reinflate, well, caused his lung to collapse. And it, since it was a mucus plug, they couldn't just insert a chest tube and reinflate it. They had to wait for his body because he was a DNI, do not intubate. So we didn't suction it out. So Sunday night, Sunday, I come home. He's in ICU. He spends that night in ICU by 2.30 in the afternoon because I've trained my mother to call me first. The social worker walks in and says, we're going to send him to a skilled nursing facility in about an hour. So if you looked at the timeline, he left the ICU floor on Monday morning at 11 o'clock. He went down to the ortho floor and by 2.30 on the ortho floor, they were going to transfer him to a skilled nursing facility. So in that from 11 to two was all he spent on the ortho floor at the hospital before he would have been sent to a skilled nursing facility. All I wanted was one more night in the hospital. Now, do we know they're full of germs? You can get really sick at the hospital. Yes. But he just came from ICU. Yeah. So my mom knows she calls me and, you know, I tried, I try using all the catchphrases with the social worker, unsafe discharge, just came from ICU, need to make sure he's medically stable. Well, she wouldn't have any of it. And so finally I said, well, okay, well, it doesn't really matter. And she goes, well, why does it not matter? I said, because I dispute the discharge. And she goes, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And hung up. Because those two words give you 24 hours. You automatically, and that's all I wanted was one more night in the hospital. We were fine with him yeah. going the next day. But because I knew those two words, it just shut down the whole discussion. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So what are those two words again? Could you reiterate that? <laughs> just, That's a special dispute, tip for today. I dispute the discharge. There you go. You heard that word, ladies and gentlemen. We don't really like to hear that on our side, but... That's the that's the word there, ladies and gentlemen. If you are watching Alzheimer's and Dementia Support Group, you want to type it in there. I want you, you guys, if you're watching right now, live or on the replay, type in I dispute the discharge. But of course, you know, it needs to be medically necessary. In her case, right. it is really because she know she knows what's going on with her dad. She knows what's really going on with the system. And you have the power to dispute the discharge and, and and it's reasonable, you know, it's reasonable because she just came from, from, uh, from, uh, the, from ICU. ICU. Yeah. And of course it's different. For example, you know, some patients, they just go in and they just want medication. That's a different story. You can't dispute that, but right. this is this pay, 
her loved one just came from the ICU and the social worker, of course, the social worker, I mean, you know, or not, nothing against the social worker, but she's just doing her job because the insurance was just telling her, hey, this patient needs to go to the nursing home now. Right. And we see this all the time. You know, we've got patients who are in the bundled payment. They only get like four visits, three visits, two visits of therapy. What are you going to get out of that? So right. you have to learn how to, you know, the system. Some patients, they are okay. You know, uh, two visits of therapy, you know, they're highly good. They're, they're, they're able to follow directions. They know how to do their home exercise program. But some patients, they don't, especially Alzheimer's and dementia. And then you give them four visits of physical therapy and expect a caregiver to do a, a skilled physical therapy and occupational treatment that a doctor is, is, is trained to do. <laughs> That's a different story. So you have to learn how to navigate the system. So grab a copy of her book. And is it is it all about hospital hospitalization yeah, this or, one, or this one's all about the hospital? Um, okay. In the distant, not so distant future, there'll be one on how to advocate in the skilled nursing. So it'll be a series, and then how to advocate. The other thing in this book is um, it also walks you through how to do a quick appeal through CMS through mm. Medicare for. For Center for Medicare and Medicaid. Oh gosh, we need that. <laughs> and and so that will that book explains how to if the words I dispute the discharge don't work, then there's a way to ask for the phone number to actually call in so you can dispute, do a fast appeal, and then it puts everything on hold until CMS actually reviews the case. It's Perfect. taken outside the hospital for review and CMS reviews. Mm -hmm. So for those who doesn't know, could you tell us what CMS means? <laughs> CMS is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, Perfect. And Services. they run all Medicare. They Perfect. are the, the guidelines and set out all the guidelines for Medicare. Perfect. Perfect. Well, so, again, uh, I see Miss Eileen uh, saying going live there. So, uh, Anyway, uh, how do we can how can we get your book? Uh, well, I'm going to share my screen and show you guys a couple other things I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you've disabled my ability how, to share. How it's do I do Zoom's that? new thing? Uh, multiple participant. I guess that's it. Yep, that's it. So you can get the book here on Amazon. There it is, advocating mm -hmm. for seniors. It also it has a chapter that talks about what the pulse is all about, the physician's order for end of life and why they talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got a discussion about who all the players are. So you can order it. You can get it if you're on Kindle Unlimited. You can get the Kindle for free if you're on Unlimited or it's $12.99. The other thing I'm working on is... Um, I'm slowly working on a planner that those who are part of your group, they have an opportunity to get this at a discounted price. It'll be out mid-June. So this is what I call a medical planner. It has each month. And I'll be adding to it. You know, you kind of talk about what happened that month. So you can kind of keep a timeline of events. But the biggest thing is I'm going to like try to not make you sick as I all scroll down here. I know. Can you believe we're almost in June? I know, right? Well, uh, I'm not seeing your scroll. What are you seeing? I'm just seeing just uh, uh, advocating for senior hospital secrets and tips for increased oh, Medicare good. coverage. Then I'll stop and come back to this one. 
There you go. Mm. All right. So this was the calendar I was talking about, or the planner that will be coming out mid-June. Oh, so there's there you a go. calendar. Okay. I see this so you now. Kind of talk about that. And then there's, you know, on a monthly basis, you can take, keep track of if anything happens or whatnot. General thoughts about the month. And then here's a prior level of function assessment. And you'll recognize this, but this is a way to kind of help that discharge planning, right? Because you want to go about a month and a half back. This is what you can see. This is what all the therapists talk about. Min A, mod, max. We don't know what they mean as family members. You mm -hmm. guys start throwing those terms around to us. But this is a way to say, hey, you know, like dad a month and a half ago, he could do things at this level. He was a min A. He was standby assist for all these things. You know, and so when when you're trying to advocate for discharge and they say, yes, but, you know, he be he only needs 50% help from you guys now. You can say, yeah, but a month and a half ago, he was standby assist or min A. This is the goal that we need to get dad or mom back to to come home. So it gives you another area to discuss this. And then the planner will also have a way to track your, your loved one's prescriptions, the doctor who prescribed them, the dosage. Um, it's going to be able to track blood sugars and uh, blood pressures along with pulse ox with oxygen levels and stuff like that. So there's a lot that goes into this planner. And then on a non, oops, and then as on a, other bases, I also have an assessment that I do that I can do online. And it is a dementia caregivers assessment. So what I do is I work with the family member and we go through an assessment to try and figure out the triggers that causes behaviors out of your loved ones and how we can work around those triggers to help decrease those moments of triggers and increase peace in the house. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, me as a therapist, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching again, uh, comment live. If you're watching on the replay, please comment replay. But uh, me as a therapist, I know those words. I know what she's talking about, the FIM, functional independence measurement or whatever you call that. I know those. But as a caregiver, you need to have that. Why? Because how can you go to something else, to somewhere else, if you don't know where you're at right now? You know, just like uh, just like a basketball, you can, you don't you will you will that know where to shoot that ball if you don't have a goal itself. Same thing when you're taking care of a loved one, when you're taking care of a dementia patient, persons with dementia, or even you yourself, if you have Alzheimer's or dementia, you need to know where you're at right now, where you came from, previous level of function, what she was talking about, and what your goal is. In that way, you know what's going on with your you know whether it's medical whether it's a functional or physical or whether it's an emotional issue, because this is a, uh, this is everything. You know, when you have a, an Alzheimer's or dementia patient or a loved one, everything is, is connected. Your life is, your, is affected. Your medical is obviously is affected. Even your finances is affected. So you have to learn how to uh, find a way how to connect in, in this book here it's actually really good. I, mean, I think I'm going to buy it. So, so uh, you know, uh, and the nice thing about that FIMS in that that workbook is you could print it out as many as you, times as you wanted, 
or you could do it, make a copy of it and hand it to your loved one's therapist when they go into the hospital and say, this is what they were doing at home before they got sick. This is what they can do. So you have, it saves so much time. You can hand it to the social worker and say, this is what my dad's capable of doing. This is the function level I need him to be at to come home. How are we going to get there? That is so negotiation. That is, that is very powerful there, ladies and gentlemen, because that's, that's, that's what the insurance is going to look for from me too. That's what they're going to look at when I submit a paperwork to the insurance. For example, I submit a, uh, like a, an evaluation for my patient. I fill up that form. But most of the time, I don't know their, the patient's previous level of function. So if you have a copy of that evaluation from your home itself, and then you give that to your therapist, to your physician, or to whoever seeing that patient, it, well, guess what? They're going to see, oh, this is what the Michael was able to do before. Guess what? This is what our goal is. This is our goal is. All right. So well, again, uh, the link to this whole concept, it's called advocatingforseniors.org. Okay. I'm going to put that on the chat box. Advocatingforseniors.com. Or dot .com or dot .org? Dot .org. Sorry, dot .org. Seniors. That, that org. All right. Uh, again, if you are watching live, if you have any question, questions, excuse me, uh, ask away here. If not, um, we're going to let uh, Dr. Lorena go. Uh, again, where can we reach you again, uh, aside from this website here? Uh, where can we reach you? Where do you practice? And then... Uh, um, my practice is... Grays Harbors Therapies dot com. And I can be reached at if you want to email me, you could email me at Lorena at Lorena Hawkins dot com. Okay, I'm gonna I'm typing it here to Lorena at Lorena Hawkins dot com. All right. There's a Facebook group, too, called Advocating for Seniors. So, okay. Join that group, too, Advocating for Seniors uh, in Facebook group. Again, thank you very much, Dr. Lorena. Appreciate you. Any last parting wisdom for us? Uh, Learn how to negotiate. Increase your negotiating skills. Get the book. It'll show you how. Perfect. Perfect. And And no, this is the biggest takeaway for right now during COVID. The three midnight requirement has gone away for Medicare. That's so if true. You, if you can get just one midnight as an inpatient, you're eligible for rehab skill nursing. So COVID did away with that for a bit. That is perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much for reminding us. Yeah. All right. I think I remember I that, you know, the yeah. one day thing. So, well, again, uh, imagine Thank that. They can, they can wave it now. Why can they not wave it before, right? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Well, anyway, thank you very much, Dr. Lorena. Appreciate you. Again, if you have any questions, ladies and gentlemen, please shoot her a message, email her, connect with her. And again, thank you very much. But before I let you go, ladies and gentlemen, always remember the word FAST, F-A-S-T. Letter F, find friends that will push you to your next level. Find friends. Find a support group 
that will actually going to bring out the best in you. You know, go to your local Alzheimer's association, talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist, talk to reach out to Dr. Hawkins, Dr. Lorena. In that way, you can be the awesome person that you need to be. Next letter is letter A. You got to learn how to take action. All this stuff that we're doing, it's free here. You know, I mean, I've been here since six o'clock and I do this every week. It's all free and it's not going to do me good. It's not going to do you good if you don't take action on it. Take action by buying the book uh, uh, of Dr. Lorena. It's actually awesome. I think I'm going to buy it today and uh, learn from it. Learn from it. And next letter, letter S, share and subscribe. Share and subscribe in our show, in our podcast, in our YouTube channel if you're watching on the YouTube. So share and subscribe. And last but not the least, letter T. Letter T. <laughs> I almost hurt my finger there. Letter T, teach it. Just like Dr. Lorena, she's teaching it. She's teaching you how to be a better negotiator there. So why? Because when you hear it, you forget. When you see it, you remember. But when you're actually teaching it, you're actually understanding it more. So again, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you. Thank you, you, Dr. Lorena, uh, for coming over, for uh, teaching us today uh, about Alzheimer's, how to properly negotiate uh, Medicare and going around uh, uh, learning from it. So again, thank you. I'm going to start sharing my screen. In. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play the music again. Thank you very much. We'll see you around. Be awesome, be great, be excellent, and thank you and have a good night.